Now, I haven't had it up this year, but sometimes on these summer nights, I'll have my hot tub erected in the uh, in the garden in my big shed. The neighbours all right with the erection? Yeah, no, they can't see inside the shed, can they? <laughs> What up, dog? It's a personal jukebox podcast where this episode we're going to be going manic in the streets, preaching that um, everything, you know, everything's just got to go. It's got to go, and the guy who's going to be helping me make everything go. What's the story? It's more Ning Glory. Neil, Ning Garris. I like the sound of manic in the streets. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Being a self-confessed anarchist yeah. yourself. Just, yeah, manic. I like that. <laughs> Hello world, by the way. Yes, Ning's joining us again. How are you? Um, how's life treating you? How's, uh, how's it going? Uh, all the usuals. Work, family, uh, band, fishing, repeat. Oh yeah. Was it? Is it next week or last week when you went this, night fishing? This week we're going, uh, we're going again. This weekend coming. Yeah. Do you catch much? Uh, oh, last last uh, last month we went. All them lot decided to go on the bottom pool, which I hope because they were all in search of a catfish. Okay, the mystical they all catfish. Got, they all got, but they were all little tiddly wink bloody catfish in the end. <laughs> Meow. It's like all they had stories all day. This massive fish is like seventy pounders. Some of them sixty pounders. Whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so not interested. I, it, all, I caught one in twenty four hours, and it wasn't even a catfish. It was a fucking carp. <laughs> well, um, night fishing though, it's something I, I tell you what, I've never actually that's the, fun, that's the fun part of it That's the Well, for me, that's the best part of it It's so cool I mean, I've never fished, I don't think But I definitely haven't night fished it's, uh, I imagine it's more of a social occasion than oh, a... Oh, it's uh, definitely a lads, lads, lads night. <laughs> it's ice. <laughs> it's like a fully grown dad, lads night out oh, kind total, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Da- oh, yeah, the dad vibes going on. I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn, this dad's like a river. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for uh, half of the crew that go, yeah, they're... Uh, Away doing the doing the missus a favour and being away from them for the night, getting yeah. get from under their feet. I'm so. sure that's why Lindsay doesn't mind me working away like two <laughs> nights away. Both parties, everyone's a winner. You know what I mean? Mike, absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, so you're going to be doing that. What have I been doing, man? I've been up to Scotland for two days this week. Nice. I did lots of driving. You know, something that's really annoyed me on the roads is um, you drive around the country, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I drive a fair bit, yeah. One thing that I've found, and it's really like piqued my annoyance this week, is when you come into uh, a queue or the traffic stopped on the motorway, the people who take it upon themselves to be the RAC patrol and put their hazards on to warn everybody behind them that it's slowing down. I've got a classic example of that. On the M69 today, where it meets the M6, that junction yeah. there, it had been a crash. Uh, it was down to two lanes, and then everyone's kind of you go and you go. I, I think I can keep doing this for a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm actually gonna have to get in there. <clears throat> Everyone had done that by whatever, and there was still the occasional knobhead coming down. Mm-hmm. So we've got a road captain in front. He just parks his Volvo halfway in the lane, and the, the, oh, he's yeah, still yeah. got people squeezing down. Yeah. 
<laughs> fair few cars back, he got a lorry doing the same thing, and there was even one guy squeezed down the side of the lorry, booted it down, squeezed down the side of the Volvo, and it's like, yeah. what? Yeah, it's, it can't be. They're in far more of a rush than anybody you know else. I mean? It's their shit's more important than your shit. But the chances of them being in an actual emergency where they've got to go and be somewhere or whatever, yeah. it's like, no, sorry, mate, you can wait. It's not somebody about to deliver, like, an emergency blood transfusion. I mean, for me, I was loving it because I'm sat there and I'm being paid time and <laughs> half. So, you know, for me, I'm like, man, I'll sit here all day long. <laughs> yeah, I've spent a lot of time away from home this week, a lot of miles on the road. Well, so that's in Scotland, was you? Oh, right up to, like... Uh, above Aberdeen looks like Fucking hell. an hour and a half above Aberdeen. Aberdeen's as far as I've gone. That yeah, way. it's a long way, isn't it? Oh yeah. I don't know you if know. I said to, to Neil on a podcast when I first started doing this job. You think, oh, going to Scotland's a long way, and you think, oh, Glasgow. But then from Glasgow to bloody like Aberdeen is just mega far as well. Glasgow, yeah, we did that in one of the old bands I was in years ago. We, we did a few gigs in Scotland, Glasgow way. But, I mean, even Glasgow, like Glasgow uh, and then Aberdeen or what, you're talking another two hours plus, aren't you? Oh, yeah, 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 easy. On your journey? Yeah, yeah, especially in a truck where you can only do, like, 55. So, yeah. so I suppose nowadays in a car you're talking, like, five hours to Glasgow if, you, if you're lucky and you yeah, get you to could, boot yeah, it and you there's could no do, yeah, traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then Aberdeen's going to turn out to be a good seven-hour run. Oh, easy. <laughs> I'm sure when I put it in on the sat-nav on the, the vehicle, it says something like 11 and a half hours back from Aberdeen. To... Do, you have, do you have your sat-nav so it knows you're in a truck so you can only do what you're I, limited to? I, I don't have a scanner, so it has a built-in and it knows. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, but I don't use that one, I use a car one. Right, because on Google Maps now you can set what car you're in, what what fuel you're using oh, and everything. You? Yeah, and it, the, the, ah. the, the routes it'll do, it'll always go with the, of course... It's 2023. It'll always go with the eco route, yeah. the one that saves you the most amount of diesel, for example. And it's like, yeah. And it's it's sometimes you just go, hang on a minute, that the, the uneco route is yeah. like ten minutes quicker. And it's like you press that, and it's like it's like you just feel like a, a disapprovement from like Google. So you know, like floating around on, on 4G. It's like, oh, somebody's somebody's not happy with me. <laughs> not not wanting to turn this political in, in any kind of way, shape or form. But, you know, like when um, maybe companies or political parties or something, part of their manifesto, or, we're going to be green. There's nothing that literally piques my interest less. Oh, man, I just don't give a shit about that stuff. Is that bad? Is that, is that, does that make me a bad person? Um... <laughs> No, I'm not going to comment on it or whatever, but I, I will, what I will say is I'll, I'll comment when I explained all this kind of stuff to my dad and his response, of course, he was just he just shrugged his shoulders and went, glad I'm not going to be here when all that kind of crap's in place. And I'm like, you lucky bastard. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. do it or whatever, they're, they're already... And the thing is, he's, he's well up for anything eco because it'll save him money, like in diesel mm. and this, that mm. and the other, you know what mm. I mean? He's, he's camper van or whatever, guarantee you, every time he's driving that round, whether it's round town or whatever, he'll have it in eco mode. Oh, yeah. He's up for saving the planet that way if it means he saves a bob or two. Oh, well, that's he's the thing. He's well up for the, saving the planet. This but is the, the thing other shit, he's like, oh, whatever. All saving the planet stuff, though, usually tends to cost... It's more out your pocket, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. It's yeah, save the planet, but also at the same time, you've got to make it work for you, haven't you? Yeah, good lord. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, yeah, anybody who's, who's downloaded this episode, thank you very much for uh, listening to us. If you want to get in touch with us, throw us a message up the internet. 
Uh, you can see that we're doing uh, Everything Must Go, the 1996 album by the Manic Street Preachers. Again, the year 1996 seems to be just coming up on this yeah. pod time yeah. and time again. I, I still, and I'll maintain this forever, 94 to 96 is like the peak music of ever. That's the Bruce Springsteen song, Glory Days. Glory Days. Yeah, I noticed that um, when doing little bits of research for this, there was a lot of... The same kind of stuff which was on the Beck episode. It's just summer of 96 stuff. Yes, it was. Yeah, that one centred. A lot of that stuff I didn't know because I weren't following all that. Okay, um, yeah. Of course, I listened to every single word of that thing because I bloody <laughs> audio produced it. So, yeah. Uh, but now all that kind of stuff like, I wasn't into at the time. But there was stuff you were talking about that cropped up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, again, brought back loads of memories, which is what this pod seems to do. Yeah, but that's what it's for. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what the whole thing is for. Yeah, so, Manic Street Preachers, what's your um, what's your history, Neil, with the Manic Street Preachers? Discovered them literally just after leaving school. Followed them quite a lot. Seen them a fair few times. What what um what album was that around? Like Holy Bible or? Uh, I discovered them by the second album, Gold Against the Soul. Yes. Once I'd got that one, instantly went out and bought the first one. Mm-hmm. Then bought Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. By that time, it was full swing of Manix or whatever. And then we had the whole Richard Manic update. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that every, a lot. Every hour. Yeah. <laughs> we'll and then, yeah, this album came out. Were you... Well, I think I know the answer to this. You you were there for this album, weren't you, when it came out? Yeah, I, would have, yeah, I saw him. No, uh, like you were, you, were, you were waiting for this album. I remember you had it. Well, yeah, to, yeah, as part of that, they were touring on it or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, I saw him this year. Oh, one of the yeah, this was, this was released by yeah the year I saw the Sex Pistols at Phoenix yeah that's right Festival. same yeah they was on I think they were on either before the Sex Pistols or I think it might have been Terrorvision that were oh, on before were they Pistols on that gig? yeah but they were like massively high up the lineup and this mm-hmm. album had probably only been out in fact do we have the month it was released yeah 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 it was May oh 20- there you go then this album had been out a month or so. Yeah, it charted the 20th of May, 96. There you go. Most yeah. of their set was most of the stuff off this. Um, they recorded it in Normandy in France. Oh, Random, Random, yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the working title was, um, it went from Sounds in the Grass, which was, oh, man, there's so many references to very arty stuff throughout oh, all the right. tracks. Uh, it was a reference to a series of paintings by Jackson Pollock. Yeah. <laughs> I should imagine. Time. Can you imagine all the like the meetings they have about even things like like the not only the lyrics of songs but like the titles of them, let alone yeah. the bloody title of the albums or whatever? Because all of them they're they're uh, they quite like the poetry, don't they? Oh <laughs> so, God, yeah. God, they're right for fucking Wales, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. I always I was never much of a Manix fan. Yeah, I, I think they just. Even though I was of that age, they just seemed a bit studenty. There's quite a few bands like that because I'm not the most intelligent person or whatever, and it's like, hey, yeah, join the club. But yeah, they just seemed a bit studenty and stuff. Whereas I think this album came out at a time where, as we've said, fucking British music and the whole scene and stuff was just so big. Nothing, no band who put out anything half decent could fail in this era. Yeah. And I think they definitely embraced a bit of the sound of the times for being. 
an, an artsy poetry student band. They definitely had a lot of like glam licks, shall we say, with the guitars. They always had like good riffs and proper. Not, not cock rock. Were they all students? I'm guessing they were. Uh, I, imagine, I imagine they were like I originally, they went to yeah. College. At least college. What, what have we got? We've got James Dean Bradfield on vocals, guitar, and piano yes. throughout the album. We've got Sean Moore on drums. Yes. And Nicky Wire on bass. Yes. You got Richie on one track, I think. Apparently, apparently he's on one of the tracks. Oh yes, on yeah. Time for Life. Yes, he. Uh... No, I haven't got him on that one. I've got him on another track. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. But we'll we'll get through that one. So bef- yeah, before he did the unthinkable, he must have yeah at least turned up to a couple of sessions yeah. for recording this for everything must go. The rumor is that he never actually played on any other records apart from two songs. That's the rumour that he might have recorded bits. And the, there was always the rumours about he wasn't actually like, plugged in. Same as Sid Vicious in the Pistols. Oh, he was actually never plugged in on stage. He wasn't a competent guitarist. We'll he was more a, a lyricist. We'll on this later. Yeah, 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 yeah. The news at 10. Yeah. Music and everything. <laughs> Richie Manic update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I say, we will get into that. <laughs> we'll set the scene a little bit more. Uh, what was going on at the time on the music charts... It's the summer of 1996. Uh, I think me and Boyd discussed it before. All uh, the usual suspects will be here. Oh, God. Well, if you think in the summer of 1996, there was only one song, really, which was, I don't know, grabbing the, the attention of the nation at the, at the top <laughs> of, the, of the UK <laughs> pop charts. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. I don't actually know if this is the original version or this is the updated one. I've been doing three or four yeah. times now and it's stupid. Seeds like this, didn't they? Again, me being money, 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 just instantly think, oh, how much uh, he gets in all his through all his bag, isn't it? What was his name? Um, oh, Christ, what's his name? What, the Lightning yeah. Seeds. Is it Ian somebody? Ian Brody? No. Yeah, that, is it? Is it <laughs> I know, hang on. When he liked the fucking child murderer. That's, that's somebody else. Ian Huntley. Liam Brady. That's a footballer, isn't it? Oh, fucking hell. Car- Karen Brady. <laughs> I think it was Ian Brody, wasn't it? Ian Brody, I'm yeah. sure, is the singer of the Lightning Seeds. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, ever a fan? And Lightning Seeds. Mm. Uh, they've got the, well, when they're on the radio, I'll whistle and sing along. Unintentionally. I, I, I always just thought they were way too powder puff. They were just too, um, oh, like really whimsical. I didn't like his voice, to be honest. They're radio friendly, and you oh, like his voice is like Mark Knopfler, who's almost just speaking it out because it's like, I'm not really a singer, so I'll just go with the safe. Yeah, a kind thing. of like, um, like a really, really like shit. Piss weak wild arts, you know what I mean? <laughs> they'd got like the hooks or they'd got like the melody, but there was just no feels behind it. I love this where we compare bands to a shit at something. <laughs> 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 Oh, 
Um, yeah, this was the same summer in 1996 where we got Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre in the top five in this week. And as well, Until It Sleeps by Metallica. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Which, uh, as discussed recently. <clears throat> yeah. On, uh, Do you the... share that? That you've softened a bit on the load and reload era Metallica now? When that came out, we kind of vilified Gaz and yeah. tormented him a little bit about it because. Do you remember went, when you put him in the car? He was super fat, and like I said on that last part or whatever, he actually just went. I used to be. He said himself, I used to be a super fan, but now I'm not, or along yeah. those lines or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then years, years went by, and then when they released Death Magnetic, I remember phoning Gaz and just mm. going, "I've just heard Death Magnetic," and I was like. Why could they not have just done that ten years ago? You see, I still, still now to this day, that's my favourite one of the posts. And Gaz being Gaz just went, laughed it off, and just went, yeah, no, yeah, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was that whole that whole mm. weird era mm-hmm. of Metallica was was done. Mm-hmm. Strange. I bet yeah. Any money that that was their last, well, definitely their last top five hit in the UK. Probably the last the top ten, top twenty hit, maybe. Really, was it? I don't know. I'm guessing maybe it was. Oh, God, yeah, because by the... By, uh, when was Death Madness? Like 2009, the whole charts. The, the uh, word of charts was it was all downloads uh, and all that. The, me- the metal bands get, like, top 20 songs then, anyway. Right. Top of the album charts. You may, uh, you may be a fan of this one. Oh, yes. Ooh. Coming to you on Smooth Radio this evening... Here's George Michael and Fast Love. As I've said on this podcast many times, love you, George. My friends. Got ladies, they're all having babies. I just want to have some fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Was no, this was surely an album after he'd been like outed, wasn't it? Uh, uh, the one. Oh, is this the video? This is the video, isn't it? When he's dancing nah, with the that, copper. That's no? the one. Uh, let's go outside. That's when he got oh, done for yeah, a bit of. Co- bit of uh, L.A. Cottage in <laughs> Glory Hole. <laughs> Are you you're a fan of George Michael's lighter work? Like all this kind of... But, well, there's, there's loads, the poor sod or whatever, because his voice was was gone, wasn't it, or whatever, but he carried on trying, apparently. There was yeah. loads of shit that he said, now nah, I'm not releasing. There was 40-odd songs or whatever, and mm. he just went, whatever you do, do not release that shit. What, it's still, like, in the vault? Yeah, yeah unreleased like, now. put it as part of his thing. He was like, you know... To his, I suppose, yeah, well. all the trustees of his will or whatever that he yeah, stipulated, yeah. like, do not release that shit. Oh, no you can listen to it yourself or whatever, but do not release it. Ah, <clears throat> oh, well, you'd have thought. Um... The thing is that everybody said it was like it weren't that, it weren't bad or whatever, but he'd got it in his head that it was nah, I'm done. That's it. It ain't gonna happen. How many years is it since his death? Now oh, was he like 2017 or something? Yeah, so five, six, maybe, I don't know, maybe a few years. Somebody's got to be tempted if they're sitting on was, of... was he part of that, remember that celebrity death year that happened? They were, like, literally popping off like flies, weren't they? Like, oh, the year of, like, yeah. Victoria Wood went and the guy from the Potter movies uh, and Die Hard, him, Alan Rickman, he, he died. 
It all started off with Lemmy. I swear to God, yeah, Lemmy, Lemmy, Lemmy yeah, was yeah, on yeah, that yeah. fucking started it. Lemmy died <laughs> like 2016, 2017, mm. or around Christmas, and then that was it. Because George Michael died like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or something Oh, it like was that. definitely, because I remember yeah. sitting on uh, in my living room watching the TV and it was either Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, yeah, mm. something like that. I yeah. did, I, I'm pretty sure he was he was part of that whole celebrity death year, and like I said, really... When I, when I heard he died, it was like, by that time, it, it didn't really shock me that much, because I'm just like, oh, okay, next one. Who's next? It's all like they took a ticket in fucking Summerfield. <laughs> <laughs> they always say, don't they, it's a sign of getting older when, like, people who you, more people who you recognise die. One of my old supervisors, uh, across at the bed place I used to work, he, he said, he, yeah, literally, went, mate, you wait till you get in your 40s. And everyone around you starts dropping like flies. I'm like, fuck, cheers, mate. And he was right, honestly. <laughs> when I got to my forties and this, that, they had grandparents dying, blah, 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 and then friends dying, blah, 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 and there were suicides, and blah. it was like, literally, can everyone stop fucking dying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. No one likes any death, <laughs> do they? Yeah, apart from death metal fans. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. What was I going to say then? Yeah, when you just ran through all the people and you said, oh, the guy from Die Hard. Bruce Willis apparently isn't in the greatest of health, is he? Is he not? No, I think, I think that's like an impending one. Like, I think him and Ozzy, if you have them in a... In a I don't know, do they still have, like, death pools? <laughs> death pools or stuff like that? All I know about Ozzy is he's, like, grey now. Ozzy? Yeah. Because he, he retired and then he was like, oh, no, I'm doing all these gigs... He's packed in and the then black he's, air, hasn't he? He's, he's just... knocked, knocked him off again there now, hasn't he? He said, oh, no, I'm not right. doing them. So, I don't know. I don't know if Sharon's just like, flogging him and saying, come on, Ozzy, you need to go out there working. He needs to get my Motley crew. They keep saying that they're quit, and then it's like three months later, they're, they're on a world tour. <laughs> I had an email from Motley crew <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I had an email from Motley crew yesterday, and it, it was like uh, in conjunction with Spotify. And they were saying, now bear in mind, I don't really use Spotify. And he said, we're offering this exclusive chance just to our greatest fans to get, I think it was like a limited edition red vinyl uh, Shout at the Devil. Right. Is it like a 30th or 40th anniversary edition or something like be that? 40, isn't it? It's got to be 80 something, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it'd be 80s. The first or second album, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever even listened to Motley Crue on Spotify. Maybe they were just like plumping for it. Hey, I, I fucking, I would do. <laughs> You know. So anyway, there I was minding my own business and then ping, fucking email from Motley Crue, what the fuck do they want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Old Boy George Michael anyway, that was the album. Did you have that album? Uh, yes, I did, yes. Yeah, at the time or I think since? I got, I got bought that like birthday present, got it on CD. Yeah, yeah, defo. Okay. And I think when... When I did the Beck episode with Boyd again, I believe that the the top song in America was the same song that is the top now. Tell me what you're gonna do. This is cropped up on a pod I've been on before with you, and I always forget. Who oh, is it, it you? Who is it? it? Bone, well, this is the Bone Thugs and Harmony version. Right, okay. I, I think maybe we had. Um, was it Blazing Squad? Who did? That's what I was going to say it yeah. was. That's what, yeah. 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 Um, but we'll, we'll cut that one off a little bit because we've had that one before. So the, num- that. <laughs> the, the number two in America. It's a fucking stunner. 
the chorus to this song. Don't tell me to say how long it takes me to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to skip it a little bit. Now, I haven't had it up this year, but sometimes on these summer nights, I'll have my hot tub erected in the uh, in the garden in my big shed. The neighbours alright with the erection. Yeah, no. They can't see inside the shed, can they? And me and the lady wife will be in there. We'll be having a few gin and, uh, gin and lemonades. G and L's. Yeah. And, man, this is like the kind of shit we're listening to on Magic Chill. <laughs> cool, man. That's nice. It's fucking, like, top-grade Mariah, that is. Honestly, I'm warning you all, the Mariah episode is coming. I've never asked this. Is it like a music listener as such? Lindsay. Has she got like favourite bands and shit, or is she just like a. Bands? She do not like bands. Oh, she's, she's one of the. Oh, like all kind of stuff, really. Yeah, she's one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She, like it. she loves a now album. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now, she do not listen to now albums now. It'll just be like playlists. Right. But she listens to a lot of, um, you know, like acoustic chilled, like that kind of stuff. There'll be way too much. That that Bellend. Who's that Scottish Bellend? What's his name? The big fat lad. Oh, we can't be discriminative because <laughs> you know uh, you're about Capaldi. Yes, there's <laughs> way too much Lewis Capaldi on our fucking playlist for my liking. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking up. Be careful, mate. <laughs> cannot be seen hey, to be taking the piss out of somebody with a disability. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's some hooks in his songs. I'm not going to... but. Man, once you've heard Sin One, you've uh, once you've heard one, you've heard them all, aren't you? Really, it's I think. one of them. Again, uh, we're in 2023. It's you see it all the time on uh, you know on your shitty things that you scroll past on Instagram, and Facebook, or whatever. The amount of times when he has his bloody Tourette's attacks and this, that, the other, and the crowd just finish it off on. Is that what he is? He got yeah, Tourette's. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. and a couple of other bits and drugs. Because he had the whole Glastonbury thing, didn't he? ADHD and fucking yeah, all the rest of it or whatever. Oh, he's just collected. Them all. He's, yeah. he, he, he suffers, but yeah, fair play to the yeah, last. Yeah. Fair play oh, to the last. Fucking hell, you know, who's laughing? Him. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah, I mean? He, he fucking is having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so fair play to him, but there's too many of your songs on Lindsay's playlists. Lewis, that's his name, isn't it? Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right, shall we get back to the Mannix? Uh, yes, please. Yes. This was, this signified a major change in direction. Uh, the pundits and the masses hey, thought for the Manic's music. More synths, more strings and a much bigger sound. The songs definitely seem more, I don't know, on the whole fleshed out and full. Yeah, the album before Holy Bible, it's uh, no strings as such. It's um, more keyboardy type sort of electrical. There's a lot of lead. A lot of lead guitarists like that, yeah. But then again, just thinking about it, there is orchestral stuff in the album before. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever heard the Holy Bible all the way through. I know the big tracks. It's, it's a weird one. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a weird one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did I did not expect it to. Yeah, when I first heard it, it was just like, ooh, didn't which expect is this. 
Has that got um? Oh god, what's has that got Revol on? Yeah, Revol. Weird ass titles like PCP and yeah, 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 yeah. Is is what's motorcycle emptiness on? Is that on that? Uh, the uh, first album. That's on first album. Yeah. Which was the one that had got the theme for my, the um? What was oh, it? They, Suicide is painless. Well, well, if you can, if you can remember, that they do shit like that. There's a few tracks they've done that have not been on albums and they've been like hit singles, ah. like they've done that cover of Rihanna, the, the Umbrella, and then you okay. even, on one of the pods we were on, you came back... Masses Against Masses. Yard. Yeah, Masses, yeah. That, that was just a single. I've got that on 70s vinyl. Yes. Um, and like I said, yeah, the theme for Mash, that was just a, from out of nowhere. Oh, that wasn't Random, a... Yeah, not on an album ah. or anything, from just out of nowhere. They Su- seem to do that. Is it called Suicide is Painless? Uh, oh, that's the main think- lyric. No, uh, I don't know. Hang I think on, it's th- Suicide is Palace theme from Mash. Yeah, definitely said theme from Mash on the um, on the cover. Like, mm, hang on, that was it, weren't it? It's off Generation Terrorists. Oh, it is actually on that album. Yeah, well, oh, unless it was included later on. It weren't on the. It weren't on the uh, on the remastered version. What did I have that on? Fuck me, I had that on tape. It weren't on that. Defo. No. There's always been, well, there has much, much going into Richie's stuff, which we'll get into in a second. Suicide fascination? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, that word is just horrible. Yeah, I know. It is. I hate it. It's one of my most most hated words in the world, I I would honestly say. The album went triple platinum in the UK. It was voted best album and best. They got best British group at the nineteen ninety seven Brits the year after, so it fought off all the other fucking big albums that were around at the time. Majorly lauded. We'll get into the reviews and stuff later. But let's get into this now with Richie. Yeah, go on. Okay, so this is the first album since Richie Edwards disappeared. The band was put on hold for six months because they I didn't know what was going on. B, trying to work shit out, I'd imagine. Um, C, trying to deal with everything that's that's going on. So he disappeared on the 1st of February 1995. Yeah. Is that right? He was was driving a roadie for him before, wasn't he, before he joined the band? I've not looked at... Go on, enlighten me. Okay, he he originally was was driving for him and roadieing for him, and then he came into the band. His biggest thing was songwriter. He put in lyrics down. I think him and Nicky Wire basically write all the lyrics, don't they? Or the vast majority yeah, the, the, of the yeah, lyrics yeah, definitely, for the band. Definitely. Yeah, he disappeared on the 1st of February 1995. Now, we spoke a little bit about Richie before, didn't we? I can't remember what episode it was. He was declared dead in absentia or something like that. Declared dead because he's absent, basically. That's like maritime law shit, that is. There must be a certain period where if you've gone missing, yeah. then you're declared dead. That's like almost a, like at sea. That's maritime law, that is. Unanswered kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's, that's it. You have to um, have, uh, come to a conclusion. It's got to be tied up. It's got to be for, closed, For it? shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. 24th of November 2008. That they was. They closed it. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. That was oh, it. Okay. Okay, so and that's the last Richie update you'll ever hear. <laughs> that was, <that one laughs> yeah, that that was the last one. On that day, I think they'd done a gig or something, or they'd done a recording or something like that. Anyway, and I'm reading a lot of this from Wikipedia. 
he collected his wallet, his car keys, some Prozac and his passport the next morning. Uh, he reportedly, reportedly checked out of the hotel at 7am, leaving his toiletries, pack suitcase and some of his Prozac, and drove, his, drove to his flat in Cardiff, leaving behind his passport and the Seven Bridge Tollbooth receipt, which you don't have to pay no more, good job, Wales. Uh, in the two weeks that followed, Edwards was apparently spotted in the Newport Passport Office and at Newport Bus Station by a fan who was unaware that he was missing. The fan was reported to have discussed a mutual friend with him before he uh, like said he had a conversation with him who, about a friend who they both had before he left. But then the timeline was absolutely shook up uh, in 2018, Due to the original assumption made over the toll booth ticket found from the Seven Bridge, it had been assumed that it said 2.55, and that was assumed to be 2.55 p.m. But in 2018, the original software engineer, maybe that's when they shut it all down, uh, he was located and he confirmed that it was actually 2.55 a.m. Therefore, all the timeline for everything that they'd thought of up until that point was just thrown out by 12 hours. Just about to say, that would give him 12 hours grace. Yeah. On... So he went missing on the 1st. On the 7th of February, a taxi driver from Newport claims that he picked Edwards up from the King's Hotel and drove him around the valleys. He reported that the passenger, that he'd spoken in a Cockney accent, which occasionally slipped into a Welsh one, so as if he was like pretending to be somebody else. And he'd asked if he could lie down on the back seat. And eventually they released, reached sorry, Blackwood, a place called Blackwood, and the bus station. But he said, nah, this ain't the place, and that has to be taken to Pontypool Railway Station. Blackwood, that's where Goldie looking China from. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. And then the passenger said, no, I don't want to get out here. And he took him to the Seven View Service Station, which is like just over oh, the river, is, yeah. and paid him 68 quid, paid the 68 quid fare. He had a Vauxhall Cavalier, that was the car that apparently he left in. He'd got a parking ticket. On the 17th of February, it was reported to be abandoned. Police discovered that the battery to be dead, with evidence that the car had been lived in. Since then, Edwards has reportedly been spotted in a market in Goa, and on the islands... Yeah, that was one of the main ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and in Fortaventura and Lanzarote. There have been other alleged... Yeah, the to Buddhism, or it's like, fucking, yeah, I've moved over here, i get myself a bar in a... <laughs> what do you think really happened? Do you think he, like, fucking... Part of that says he never wanted to acknowledge the S-word to himself, uh, even though he'd obviously suffered from, I don't know, depression or... Oh, I don't know, thoughts. Well, he was on the Prozac. So yeah, 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 well, he was on the Prozac. Yeah. He said, this is a quote, in terms of the S-word, that does not enter my mind and it never has done. In terms of an attempt, because I'm stronger than that, I might be a weak person, but I can take pain. I mean... I think I'm just going to uh, recite it uh, to myself and just say, in the words of the great philosopher... Uh, naughty, naughty, very <laughs> naughty. No, sorry, we shouldn't make light. <laughs> I was going to say, in the words of the great philosopher Toya Wilcox, it's a mystery. <laughs> oh, it's a mystery. <laughs> oh, that was as good, actually. <laughs> as of up until recently, the band still paid 25% of the royalties into his account. Right, okay. Right, so. So maybe, so, maybe right, it's I know for... you can't because. It, Data protection and all that shit, but like, surely somebody at the bank could see. Like, what, what? oh, if money's coming out of that, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe maybe it's for his sister, or maybe it's for somebody else. Maybe they've inherited. I would imagine that. Actually, due to him being declared. You know what we're speaking about before about the whole thing. Oh, if you've been missing ten years, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, uh, they're probably the government being the government because they can pinch a bit of money from it in tax and shit Fuck, like yeah. that. They'll create an estate. Oh yeah, yeah, for them yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. next of kin, like mm-hmm. said, his sister, it could be. Or, mm-hmm. blah, 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 we'll get the dollar. Nobody's seen him for fucking years, but he's got a bank account. Nobody's seen him. <laughs> for fuck's sake. They still set up a mic as well on, on the gigs. There's always a mic set up on stage for him. Just in case he <laughs> wants to come back like... Fuck, Do a bit know. of backing vocals. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, we're making light of it, but, you know, fucking hell. He obviously... He was a, I don't know, a tortured poet. That would be surely the, the aptest description. Yeah, and he was definitely like more of that than punky. Do you think, or I don't know? Like Jarvis Cocker, very arty. Yeah, I Probably. suppose so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Art, art, artsy, fartsy. Very arty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said he mimed playing guitar at gigs. He's only credited for playing on two Manic songs, and he did the majority of the lyrics. Another one, two weeks. Before his death, he withdrew £200 a day from his bank every single day. Now, I can remember back in the 90s, when I first had a bank account, you could only take like 200 or £250 out of the cash point. I don't know what you can do now, I don't know if that's changed. Like I said before, I'm intrigued now. Is he taking money still out of his bank account? <laughs> Come on, somebody just look into it. Come on, please. He's still getting 25%. <laughs> Solve the whole mystery. <laughs> there has been books written, hasn't there, about it? Yes. Yeah, there has. I, I haven't... What's it called? The thing where the audiobook's audible. That's it. And uh, yeah, I spunked that on Sebastian Bach's um, autobiography and the dirt by Motley Crue. <laughs> that's it, I found out. That's why they emailed me. Because I knew I listened to the dirt. Oh, that's what they wanted. <laughs> right. That's why they probably thought that I was one of their biggest fans. I'll have Motley Crue here. You, uh, you, you didn't tick that box that said if you don't want to be contacted by us. So, this is the latest shit we're flogging. Hello, this is Nikki Six. <laughs> Hi. I just wanted if I could just uh, <laughs> interest you in our latest uh, shows that we've got going on. Uh, shall we get into a bit of this? We've got plenty more stuff that we can talk about as we go through, but we'll uh, we'll kick this off. We are taking this from the remastered 10th anniversary edition. I'm that's what be... I listened to. Yeah, that's my yeah. only research. I noticed that there was all loads of remastered bollocks going on, so this is the one I listened to. We're not going to do the demos or the live tracks. <laughs> oh, they, they love doing that. There's 42 the songs. They'll, they'll chuck a demo for each song. Yeah, I know. So we're just going to go through the, the actual tracks. Right, first track is called Elvis Impersonator, Blackpool Pier. Now, absolutely fantastic. The lyrics to this are just fascinating. Okay, let's have, let's have a listen. Hang on, one second. Fake quality, second hunting, Griffith Limited face paint. And I hide black with overweight. 20 foot higher, black will promenade. So it starts a bit like this. It's very, um, not whimsical, but acoustic y. You got James's vocals, um, and then it like kind of kicks into something a bit different. 
remember the first time I ever um, heard this, uh, just put the album, slap, slapped it straight on in the car, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, what's going on here, what's going on? And then when that came in, it was just one of those things, yes, come on, I never doubted you, lads, never doubted you. I can never fault, <laughs> I can never fault a riff that does the dun, 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 it's fucking... It's great right, because it, it, it's one of them. It lures you into a full sense of security, and then from all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the band that you love just come from around the corner and hit you in the face. <laughs> I, I do think it's. When I went back to listen to it, I was thinking, "Oh, this is a bit of a tame open, yeah." And then when it comes in, obviously, yeah, it's, it's a lot better then. Oh God, what's the lyric? It's like fucking Lancashire. Um... All American trilogy in Lancashire. That's it. Yeah. Apparently uh, a song about how the UK accepts American culture and worships it. I think this was written by Richie. Yeah, or or Nicky White. I think it was by Richie. Um, and James Dean said... James Dean. Yes, he's actually James Dean, isn't he? Mm. He said, oh, I don't know what it's really about. It's probably it's just about UK kids wearing bas- basketball tops and hats and stuff like that. And I think that was what they were trying to say then. They were like, yeah, there's all these American bands coming over and... I don't know, we're absorbing their culture, but we've still got our own stuff here going on. Good start to the album? Yes, definitely, I love that song. It's brilliant. Yeah. One of the things on this album is sometimes the lyrics are really like... I don't know, if clumsy is the word. Well, on this one in particular, my favourite <laughs> bit of lyric is uh, overweight and out of date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking hell, join the club. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a decent enough starter, say, when it comes in, it's got that, like, oh, I don't know, Oasis-esque, Weezer-esque kinds of just jolly along guitar, and uh, I like it then. By this point, I was, I was quite a big fan. I did not expect uh, an opening like that. No, no. And really, it, it's like, it is a full song. It's like a, you know, three and a half minute song. In my head, I always thought, oh, it's like just a little minute and a half thing. Whips through a bit of acoustic, comes in for a bit, and then we get into, I don't know, the main event, shall we say, of the album. I believe that the first real episode of this podcast that you and I did, this was the number one single, or number two single, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it would have been number two single. Um, 27th of the 4th, 1996, this was released, it got to number two, it spent number ten weeks on the chart. This was the song, as we said before, when bands released tracks before the album came out. Right. To give you a bit of, uh, I don't know, to... to, um, Get your knickers wet a little bit. Wet your whistle. That's it. A little bit of pre-cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the title, uh, A Design for Life, apparently inspired by Joy Division's An Ideal for Living. Okay. It deals with class conflict, the working classes, identity, and... What's that word? 
Solidarity, very socialist. In all, all words associated to the Labour Party in the 80s. <laughs> it also, um, so the band have said in interviews, it um, addresses the middle classes hijacking the working classes' ideals and stuff like that. Um, signified probably most by Blur's Park Life, which they were saying. Oh come on! Look at the another guy, another band of students, yeah. uh, middle more middle class probably than the Manics were, um, who were oi oi we're just fucking Cockney boys here doing our stuff. They fucking come back though, aren't they? And they're doing well, Blur. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing how things happen, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just think I'm pretty sure that like Manics would be more working class than Blur. Oh fucking hell, I'm yeah. They would be. Yeah, that that's one of the the one things that's always thrown at Blur, isn't it? That they are proper posh boys. They're, they're all uni boys, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say so. And then, like I said, the, yeah, the whole thing when they pitched them together, the media, the twats, or whatever. Oh, I see some Blur again. Fucking class divide again. Every time, mm. why do the media oh, yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. insist on fucking dividing us in terms of class classes? And stuff? Yeah, that's literally shit in it. Honestly, just listen to. Um, I don't know if you have or you've, you only know the like some of the songs, but all them pulp albums. I've gone back recently and listened to them, and it's it's fucking just a wash. With that is like just the main thing. If it ain't sex, it's class. That's that's all pulp sing about. Well. D- d- well, it's, it's literally fucking songs for the fucking social, socialist masses, isn't it, Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. But this song, A Design for Life, I honestly think that it deserves and demands to be on anybody's list of your essential top 2090 songs. It is great. It's a, even if you're a bit of a thicko like me. It's rousing. James Lee Bradford like uh, explaining his love of poetry and, uh-huh. and, and lovely, wonderful, um, complicated words, free-flowing mm. words, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Manic Shoot Pictures or whatever, one of the bands where the amount of times I've had to go searching for, what the fuck does that word mean? <laughs> like, oh, what, yeah, one of the talking, what's the reference <laughs> there? Yeah, what's yeah, all yeah. that about? <laughs> and then when they name people like poets and you know inventors and yeah, fuck, I don't all know the other poets, things, no. I'm like... Who the fuck's they on about? Oh, we'll come to it in a bit. Who the fuck's Kevin Carter? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely all going to Kevin Carter. Don't worry about that. But this, the chorus is so fucking rousing. Pump it up again when we go to the um, to the last chorus because he really fucking gives it some. Another thing that I think split people was James Dean Bradfield's vocals as well. Oh, I think great, I think he's one of them vocalists though that you're either on board or you're not. He's got everything. He's amazing guitarist, amazing vocalist, and I bet he's got a massive knob as well. <laughs> bet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be completely honest. Some of his, some of, especially the earlier stuff, I didn't get on with his vocals. Hang on, hang on I need to hear this. This is the fucking arm and he's underneath. The strings are sore in there. 
his guitar, the strings, the bottom end of it, ringing out on every hit. Man, it's. I'll be honest, when it came out, I liked it, yeah. And then maybe I probably just got a bit worn out on it. But oh, then I wore this album out, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, but more like later years, I'll hear that song now and I'm like, that's a fucking all-timer. That's a, a proper fucking classic song, that is. It's the time where not every Tom, Dick and Harry was fucking around with strings as well. It was just in that little bit, like the Verve hadn't come out yet. Well, they had, but not hit massive. <sighs> Fucking Travis weren't using them all. Coldplay hadn't come along yet. Loads of other bands. Strings were still not in their infancy, but they weren't as white. Basically, we hadn't got Moose T fucking banging out fucking horny with strings. Not horny. The other song with strings at the end. Is it what was it? Is it because I'm cool? You know when that drops into the fucking strings bit at the end? If they had a Hollywood uh, walk of fame for songs, this... This would have a scar on the pavement. I think it? it should. I think yeah, it should. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just before you picked me up this evening, yes. yeah, in your BMW Uber, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lindsay was watching on TV. Um, oh God, what's her name? She used to sing on the cruise ships, and now she goes around at like travel. Jane McDonald. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Jane McDonald was walking down the Hollywood Hall. Oh, not Hall of Fame. Walk of Fame. And going out, like, obviously, all the ones that you imagine and stuff like that. And she went past Pee Wee Herman, who only who only died in the last week as we record this. The last week or so. Are you aware of Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. He only just yeah. recently. He's another one to add to the to your okay. list. By far major for American what, people than us. Was he, like, a comedian or something? No, he was like a kid's... Morning. He was like the equivalent of... I was going to say he was the equivalent of Ralph Harris, but he wasn't the equivalent of Ralph he Harris. He was like a dorky guy with a weird voice, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like probably the equivalent of, I don't know, fuck me, maybe a Mr Tumble or something like that, I don't so know. So he's like kids... Yeah, kids yeah, 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 yeah. ...thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. On, a, on after Sesame Street. Yeah, that kind America. of... Pee-wee's Playhouse, Pee-wee's Big Top Adventure, was it? <laughs> that does sound good in today's society. <laughs> Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse, you fucking get away from that nonsense fucking I'm, I'm sure that there was some kind of thing where he was caught. I don't know if he was caught masturbating in a cinema oh, once. Me. It was a porn. It was like a porn cinema, you know what I mean? He was in there for the right reasons. Yeah, public masturbation. I mean, I'd, I've never really got my head around that one. Can you imagine it? Mum, I'm just off to Pee Wee's house. Oh, like, fuck are you? Here's another one for you as well. Porno cinemas. Porno cinemas? Yeah, you know, like... Um, Do they still exist? Well, this is what I was going to say. They will in Amsterdam and shit Well, like yeah, that, in but Amsterdam. But there's that one in Bilston, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> is it not like called, like, The Foxy? You're asking the wrong guy. You never <laughs> drive through Bilston? Well, yeah, but I don't go looking for like cinemas no, that, that I, I show porn. Every single day, driving driving home, I stop in the lights and you look to your right and see what they're showing. Well, no, 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 you can just see it, and it, it's like some at banqueting hall, and then down the side, it's like the Foxy Cinema. Isn't it just called Adult Cinema? Is that that's what they are? Adult Cinema? Yeah, Adult Adult Cinema. I yeah. did not think there was a thing apart from like in Amsterdam or like Soho. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there'd be loads there. There definitely was. I don't know if I've told this story before on the pod. Me and Lindsay went to the Bull Ring in Birmingham. Yes. And before they knocked knocked down a lot of the buildings around there, we were walking down, parked down, and there was one just like underneath that little bridge outside the Bull Ring. And there was one there, and it looked like a seedy little establishment. And we were walking down, and these two men walked out. 
and the one had just got bog roll stuck to his foot, stuck to the heel of his foot as he walked off down the road. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sticky, that spunk in it. Wallpaper post. <laughs> kind of realised I did research this years ago as to who he was yes I've kind of forgotten I'm thinking for some reason I might be right might be wrong uh, I'm, is he some kind of like Australian serial killer or, or like mad gunman or something like that no no am I getting it wrong no right, okay no 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 you're way off <laughs> it'd be like one of Australia's greatest poets or some shot like Okay, track three is called Kevin Carter. It was another single released in December this year, got to number nine, another top ten hit for them. Uh, Kevin Carter was a South African guy. Oh, okay. He was a South African guy who, oh, God, I suppose you'd got all the apartheid and stuff like and all that kind of thing going on in, right. in South Africa at that time, hadn't you? So he befriended uh, some of the, the black fighters or stuff like that. Hang on, white or black guy, this matters. I know it does. I think he was a white guy. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm like... South African white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 79% sure that he was a white guy. And he was, um, I don't know, he was a photographer, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, he befriended them and he used to go along and he used to maybe take photos or report. Oh, he's not the one that took the, all the pictures of the guerrilla fighters and all that. Maybe, kind of yeah. Shot. I think he's, yeah. yeah, right. Maybe he did. Shit, right. Maybe he did, so he, um, I need to pick up my notes I'm sure with the, with the lyrics that have just gone by, so much about an AK-47, is, is he gunned down or some shit, like caught in friendly fire or some No, I reckon maybe that was just saying about the stuff that he had took photos of. This is oh. another Richie Manick wrote okay. lyrics one. He was a Pulitzer Prize winner. He took the photo, and you've probably seen it, and when, when, when you hear the title, you'll probably go, ah, yeah, I know that. He took a photo, and it was The Vulture and the Little Girl. It's a photo of, there's like a, a small black girl. She's like, I don't know, she's like kneeling down or she's like bending over and she's crying. And I don't know if she's hungry or she's whatever. Oh, but that's there's, a poverty. There's, there's, there's a type, vulture yeah. in the background just fucking waiting, you know that's what I mean? That's been used for like UNICEF type things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. So he took that photo and he won. It was in South Sudan. And then he won the Pulitzer Prize. He was notified. The what prize? Pulitzer. What's that for? It's like a photography, it's a photography shit, prize, right? isn't it? Yeah. So I imagine it. It symbolises stuff. It's like got a story behind the photo, hasn't it? All that kind of thing. But it weighed really heavily on him that he'd taken this photo, and then it had gained acclaim, uh, and what the real issues were, I suppose, behind it. Um, and he killed himself. Yeah. Car, he killed himself in his car. He was three months after he won the prize. He was only 33. Yeah, now it's coming back to me what I read on Wikipedia. Right, yeah. Okay. I think the thing was, it, it weighed on him like the professional uh, response versus the moral con- considerations, that kind of thing. Sorry, two months after winning the prize, he killed himself. 
So it's another fucking hell. It's another heavy subject kind of thing, isn't it? It's somebody like a good friend of mine that's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Way too much apathy. Just thoughts. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. Thinking, what have I done? What mm. have I done? When essentially you, you, you haven't done anything. That, yeah. That won't ever be out of their head. It's the kind of thing as oh, fucking hell. It's like spit in the ocean, isn't it? But. What is it to you as a person? I mean, you know, that, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, there's cool. lots of people they have got so much empathy and they eventually become... They, they worry about other people and them personally. That's the last thing on their mind. Yes. It's sad because, you, you, well, you can't live like that, can you? You can't, <laughs> you can't live, can't live it. It's contributing to your own downfall, exactly, isn't it? You yeah, know, yeah. It, basically is what it is. You're shutting your fucking self down, essentially, what yeah. you're doing. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's quite heavy for us that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's fucking chewing though, isn't it? And it, it goes into um, this is another one that I never really got on with. I don't think. Oh, this bit. Brilliant. Yeah, this is again comes from out of nowhere. It's to, to, to coin a kid's phrase at the moment. This is a vibe, isn't it? It's, it's cool, yeah. <laughs> Trumpet, yeah. And then you come out of that bit, and then we go into like the um, the harmonies bit now. Again, James Demos is fucking amazing. Amazing. Oh man, this works. Nice man, sings like a bird. Sorry for the derogatory term, but he literally sings like a bird. Yeah, he does. I think that's probably maybe part of the reason why I didn't like some of it, their earlier stuff, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know, being young and, yeah, <laughs> overthinking that kind of thing. I can remember that being all over Radio 1 at the time. Oh, it absolutely was. It's yeah. All, they, they were just, yeah. Proper Mark and Lord every day. Oh, playing, been, uh, yeah. Yeah, that kind it's, of era. They would have done all the, the What's them Radio 1 things that they used to have, like the, the shows in the summer and stuff like, you know... You know what? This one big weekend and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, weren't, weren't that still the era of the Radio One Roadshow, or was that way before? Oh fuck! Yeah, Radio One Roadshow pretty much ended in the late eighties. Oh, did it? Yeah, it got yeah. changed to a thing. <laughs> Radio One Roadshow was fucking immense because they did it uh, throughout the whole like six weeks holiday. Yeah, yeah, literally around the country for like six weeks, just on just the going to different trailer. places. Yeah. And instead, then they went to just pick in a city, didn't they, and go in It was there. massive. Yeah. It's just like all them Noel Edmonds, Mike Reed and, and Sarah Green and all. all yeah, them, yeah, like, They yeah. literally bossed the Radio yeah. 1 Roadshow for, you know, 10 years. Well, pretty much about the, uh, the 80s. I can definitely remember being in, like, say, the car or the van with my dad and saying, oh, come and listen to Radio 1. And he never wanted to listen to Radio 1 because he wanted a bit of fucking local, like fucking Beacon. You know what I mean? He only wanted to listen to Beacon, really. Meet Les uh, and PK... In the six weeks old, we used to, uh, you know, the navigation. Yeah. Right, yeah, we, yeah. The canal, they always used to fish down there in the six weeks old. Day and uh, okay. I've got this little radio or whatever. Every day, Radio One Roadshow would be on. Things change now, it's all fucking Logan, Logan and Jake Paul now, isn't it? Different times, mate. <laughs> yes. Different times. Yeah, definitely. Uh, track four is Enola Alone.
I was enjoying listening to that actually, yeah. <laughs> um, man, it's another banger. It's another like proper. I think the first half of this album, especially, is. Man, it's hit after hit. I've got the lyrics up and I'm trying to work yeah. out what this is about. I, d- I don't know whether it would be any reference to. There's like an aeroplane from World War Two, a Nola guy. I'm just trying to think if it's anything to do with that. No, I, don't know. I think all it is is alone backwards. Oh shit! I think <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's that's the only thing I could work out from it. Like I say, it don't it don't it don't help when I think I like me likes likes a band that full of intellectuals. <laughs> it's not good, is it? The song um, Nicky Y wrote this one after looking at his wedding pictures and noticing that uh, on a lot of the photos, one side of him was Richie and the other side of him was their long-time manager, Philip Hall, who had died the year before as well. Right. And he was like, man, look, there, it's like the, the two guys next to me on them pictures and here no more. That. I think it's from the second part of the verse. Uh, mm. But all I want to do is live, no matter how miserable it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's... I like that. That's quite cool. That's, that's me. I ain't never going to fucking top myself. <laughs> I'll just keep going, no matter how shit it is. I'll just keep going. Put it like this I think we're four out of four so far on tracks. Yeah? Uh, yeah. That's like. Yeah, uh... and it took, well, yeah, what I noticed the other night or whatever. Um, it was uh, background music, elevated music or whatever, but I did start to see a drop towards off. the end it, yeah. it goes, but we'll, we'll yeah. get to that bit. Yeah. Um, right, we'll have a break there. I need to get another drink. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a moment. Right then, we'll be back with part two of Everything Must Go shortly. If you want to get in touch with the personal jukebox podcast then drop us an email at jukeboxpod at gmail.com let's crack on with this episode Okay, so we're back with part two of the Personal Jukebox Podcast episode on the Manic Street Preachers Everything Must Go album. You feeling refreshed? Yeah, and uh, loose. Like I said, like most of the uh, <laughs> co presenters like to get loose. I have to get loose in the second <laughs> half. <laughs> okay, um, that's something a little bit different to what we're dealing with here. Uh, right, what did we leave it on? Last track we did was number four, which is Anola Alone. So that means that the next track is going to be the title track, Everything Must Go. Now, 
before I uh, before I get into this one, this was always a channel changer for me. One of my favourites on this album. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was always a change because that intro makes me think, oh god, this is going to be on for ages. But it's only like thirty seconds before it bangs into the chorus. It, it, yeah. I, oh god, did I do? Think, oh no, hang on a minute. I attempt. I tried attempting this on one of my bloody lockdown videos. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, I think I played. Yeah, I tried this one. It's an absolute shithead to play. No, I def- No, I did. I did it. I did it on one of the lockdown videos. I definitely did. This one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Shit, but I did it. <laughs> It always reminded me a little bit of that that wank um Oh that that gun too was in swayed. Um, no 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 uh, Butler Bernard Butler. Oh, the guitarist Bernard Butler, yeah. You know that song that, that he did with somebody else? It's just that intro but Oh ne- god yeah with the high vocalist. Yeah, yeah the, oh, fucking yeah, hell the, I hate that. Yeah. I know that song. I think the song's called Yes. Another song you're on. Yeah. Right. Here, have a bit of this one instead. Another single released off the album, we got to number five, so top five hit for the Manics, ten weeks on the chart. The lyrics are a message to fans that the music's changed but the band is still the same. Yeah, which it had, you know what I mean? The music had changed, there's way more um, orchestral, is that a word, orchestral? Yeah, orchestral orchestral stuff. Yeah, I mean this is just rampant with it again, isn't it? Just strings all the way through it. Um, it is, yeah. It, it's, yeah. There's a song, uh, one of the covers that we did on Ning of the Lefties um, yeah. EP. Um, I, I, I just literally just went overkill with all the uh, orchestral uh, stuff that I did on it. Oh yeah. And it, it was just purely based on this song and Design for Life. It was just <laughs> totally that vibe. Just absolutely flooded. Just imagine you. You know what I mean? Yeah, in my, yeah, in yeah. In my little apartment, I invited 48 people with instruments. <laughs> set up best. The rest of you are going to have to go in the living room, so I'll put a mic in there. It'll be fine. It was one of them. <laughs> Flooded. Did you ever hear this version? That's not a dance version, is it? Well, it's, it's, it's a remix. Okay. Yeah. I, t- I don't know. If you class it as a dance version, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, it's, I'm going to skip a little bit ahead because it probably takes a while to get into it. It's a hell of a build up. This is over two minutes in, this is. Who was doing like remixes like this at the time? Chemical Brothers. I was just about to say, it sounds like literally uh, Keith Flint has broken into Jam Jim Bradfield's house and just started sexually assaulting him. Let's <laughs> skip a little bit more of that. Okay, yeah, in my opinion, god awful. 
not having that. Doesn't sound the best, does it? Yeah, don't really work. Sounds like somebody just got a new version of Pro Tools. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything must go. Title track, as I say, another big song. Now, I do think that the album falls into two halves, and that's kind of the end of the first half of the album. Mm. Yes. And then we go into other tracks, shall we say. Uh, track number six is Small Back. Small black flowers that grow in the sky. Yeah. Um, we take the tempo down, uh, and it is this all the way through, isn't it? It doesn't actually like come in. Take the tempo down and employ a harpist. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It does go off. <laughs> Hearts are weird instruments, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very uh, medieval. Well, it's just like very angelic and, um, I don't know. Just medieval. That's all, it, all it says to me. Medieval and like kids' fairy tales type. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to sleep now. Yeah. I wanna get out for around. What's the, we on about on this one then? Okay, so the lyrics are apparently about zoo animals being kept in captivity. <laughs> <laughs> we were not laughing about that, but just about oh, they, they, they cover all angles, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they include every single person that's had any kind of like um, bad shit or thing, any, any kind of thing. oppression or yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. Look at me, I'm a victim. <laughs> oh, so everyone's going to get loose in the second <laughs> half. <laughs> this is one of the songs which I thought had very clumsy vocals. Um, I don't know, sometimes it's like the, the lines of the song end after the line of the music ends and it carries on to the next line. Do you know what I mean? Am I explaining that well? Yeah. They're definitely dragging it out, isn't they? Yeah, well, a bit, yeah. Here comes Warden, Christ Temple See, there's like, I'm trying to ram them lyrics in there. Here comes Warden. Well, when you're as good as him, you can do this kind of shit because the thing normally is like, oh, every album's got to be all killer, no filler or whatever. Mm. But when you're as good as him, you can chuck a bit of filler in there if you want. Well, I think the vocals are probably the best part of that song, really. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, not the lyrics, but the vocals, neither, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Track seven, The Girl Who Wanted To Be God. This is the kind of vibe that was getting them ready for their Radio 2 days. Oh yeah, definitely. This is it. Like your, your Radio 2 listener, especially now. They fucking love a bit of this. Yeah. Oh, my parents would love this kind of shit. Yeah. They're not Radio 2 listeners anymore mm. because even even the old folks now are like dissing the BBC now. They've all gone over to like uh, 
What's the new station that Ken Bruce is on now? Oh, Greatest uh, Hits. Yeah, they've all flogged over to there. They're all there, aren't they? <laughs> Simon Mayo. Fucking How are they? Jackie Brambles. Yeah, they're all over You know, there, I've never they? really listened to Greatest Hits. It's, Radio. It's, yeah, well, I only listen to it when Ken Bruce is on, tuning for a bit of Popmaster. That's it. <laughs> I have played along with that many a time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Girl Who Wanted to Be God. Another bit of a sad thing behind it. Uh, the title's a quote from American poet Sylvia Plath, um, another lady who committed suicide at the age of 30 in February 1963. Um, they yeah. do like their socialist martyrs, don't they? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. This, is, I mean, this is lovely and funky in the verse. Um, it's good. Maybe, a, I don't know, over-reliance on strings, maybe. But the chorus probably doesn't stack up as well. Yeah, and again the uh, the orchestra. Most of them are uh, on a break, but there's still a few of them in there. Yeah, we can. We're all right. Mm. We don't. We don't smoke. We'll just carry on. <laughs> As I said before, it was lauded this album when it um, came out. Loads of reviews for this from this one. All Music four and a half out of five. Entertainment Weekly a Guardian four out of five. Mojo gave it a five out of five. Enemy eight out of ten. Q four out of five. Select five out of five. Uncut four out of five. That's it- loads of almost full houses because you got a four and a half. Mm-hmm. Shitloads of fours and a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now. It was that in their end of year polls, it was number one for Q and Melody Maker, and it was number two for NME and Krang, which is mad. Krang in nineteen ninety six, giving it the second best album of the year. That would have had five K then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing so. So yeah, as I say, loads of people loved it. In nineteen ninety eight Q poll, it was voted the eleventh greatest album of all time. Uh, In in two thousand. It was voted the 39th best British album ever, so I don't know what happened in that time. More recently, it was number 182 on Enemy's top 500 albums of all time, and Kerrang! did a poll for the best British rock albums ever, and it was number 24. So, man, even still, like in them days, Kerrang! was still covering the Manics. I can't remember when I was reading Kerrang! magazine. I mean, that was I'm a little bit before this. Kerrang! radio nowadays, and that... Don't even think they play Mannix no. on Kerrang Radio. Not they? now. Don't think they do. Not even like old Mannix songs, no. I don't no. think they play any Mannix on Kerrang. Don't think they do. Um, yeah, I don't often get Kerrang Radio now. You have to be in real areas to get it on DAB. I know you can get it like on internet radio. Oh, it's not on DAB. It is. It well, is. Is it? Yeah, in some areas. In Scotland you can get it. No, shit. I thought it was on like, well... I thought it was on a lot of Freeview and on the app or, or... Obviously you can get it on there. Is it glo- yeah. their own global player as well or oh, something like Radio that? X, that one. Well, you don't need the app because there's like loads of web pages that will just play any radio That's station it. from all over the fucking world. So. Um, yeah, like Radio Player and shit like That's that. That's the one I was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got that one. I know when I was in Scotland you could get Kerrang then. Um, on their DAB because you have regional DAB, don't you, as well. Right, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you can never bloody get it down here. Right, what was that? That was track number seven. Track number eight is removable, uh, removables even. Bit Nirvana, right? Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, I quite like this one. Bush, bush, bush. 
<laughs> Bush. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe, yeah. Conscience finds you in chains. Another like boppy verse. I mean, their verses are, are it's got really good. Thing going on, so much shit. Apparently, Rock stuff, indie stuff, pop stuff. It's all just all in one big the ball. Same vibe was going on, like you said, like 94, 95, 96, 97. Yeah, almost 98. Mm. That whole vibe, everything was so similar. Listen to the, to the, the like more lead guitar as well. That's yeah. coming now. They always do that in like. Even pop songs or whatever, like your brick pop stuff, would do that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this was written in 1993 before the Holy Bible, and it was a song that they just sat on for years. Okay. Yeah, which kind of makes sense, I'm guessing. In my head, I always thought this was the album that had um, You Stole the Sun from My Heart on it as well, but it isn't, is it? That must well, be on the next album. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, but it did. The chords ain't far off it. Oh, that's a song. Good shout. Yeah, that's ah, a good shout. That is. okay. Uh, next track is track nine, and it's the other probably big song on the album. Yes, indeed. Another single, re- another top ten hit for the Manix. Um, yeah, December 1996 is Australia. Anyway, I was just fact-checking myself. Yeah. Um, the first one that I knew was this song was used by the uh, Australian Tourist uh, Board. <laughs> okay, this yeah. Australia type Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. And it was also, I know, I don't know what this is, and I, I know what the uh, TV channel uh, is, but the song was uh, the theme tune to the Nickelodeon UK sitcom Renford Rejects. Never heard of it. And it says it has also been used in adverts for the Australian Tourist Commission. Makes sense to me, yeah. Thinking about it now, I'm sure that I have seen it, yeah. <coughs> and the, the lyrics deal with wanting to escape to the furthest place possible to escape the press and the media who were trying to question and following Richie's yeah. disappearance and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's another. It's, it's, it's a, a class mid-90s pop rock uh, combo thing, yeah. Ticks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio play in the 90s. Man, you know this was going to get played on Radio 1 all the time. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant song. My phone. 
phone's giving me the warning again. Something just flashed just. Yeah, it was my I phone. I saw it. It says, <laughs> it says that based on my headphone usage over the last seven days, I've exceeded my recommended limit for audio exposure. Oh, thanks for that. Thanks for the health and safety warning. <laughs> Fuck off. Man, wasn't it amazing years ago when health and safety was known as common sense? <laughs> yes. Fuck me. Now it's like, oh, if you're going outside and it's raining, you really need to cover up. Yeah, I know, because there's like water coming from up. Oh, it's really hot today. Make sure you put some cream on. How about what happens if I don't? I'll tell you what happens. Nothing. Well, today there's the, uh, is it the Storm Anthony? Yeah, that's coming oh, in. Oh, that's the yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because it's died really this now, podcast. It's, it's, um, yeah. and they, there was a. It was like the main story on the. It must have been a very slow news day today. That it was an amber warning. Um, and they, oh man, it might be a bit windy and it might be a bit wet out there. I'm just looking on the computer screen now. It says 12 degrees right here where we are right now. Cloudy mm-hmm. and a bit windy. There you go. Well, of course it is because it's a shitty summer. We've had the summer, man. Summer was yeah, summer, gone, summer's getting earlier in the year now, isn't it? Like June Don't was cracking. But, um, yeah. According to the World Health Organization, <laughs> you'll love this. It's no longer global warming, it's global melting. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it They've is now? They've it and it. It's fucking, it's fucking red. scaremongerous. Your, your amber, your orange, it's, we've gone full on red. That's it. I don't disagree for a second that the planet is changing, but I don't know. I just it, can't be doing it. Surprise me if Osama bin Laden's going to do a comeback. Comeback tour. Oh yeah, it's going to get the band back together. Oh, yes, yeah, that bad. <laughs> that he's on a mission from Allah, and he's going to have to get the band back together. <laughs> on that note, um... <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be put in. <laughs> this is so Oasis. Yes. Hang on. Oh, yeah, that's what I was just so about to say. Good. Yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so you say I've got a funny face, but it makes me money. And I don't know why. <laughs> just heard and you don't hear this on many podcasts that was an actual harmony that we just did <laughs> it was good wasn't Check it us out, man. it was alright in 1991 Nicky Wire gave an interview saying we'll never ever ever write a love song but then he got married a couple of years later uh, I like a song it's a love song <laughs> yeah. and, he, and they were on tour in a foreign land and he missed his wife and he wrote this song called Further Away <laughs> Every band's done them, um, you know what I mean? Start playing the Arab tune theme from Silent Place. <laughs> it's a good song, this is though, isn't it? He was a musician. He was on a tour and missing his wife. <laughs> so he wrote a song. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That was like. It was, it was the show after breakfast, wasn't it? So it was like that 10 till 1 show. Was on after breakfast, yeah. yeah. And that was like a mainstay, weren't it? Like our song. 
Yeah, like every lot like people used to tune in to listen to that. Yeah, it was a it was a thing, and there were actual people's stories of like the hardship that they've been through. Yeah, and some of them were like pretty some fucking heavy, man. Most some of them, of them really were like, heavy. But in the end, anyway, after all the cancer and the fact he lost his leg, everything was all right in the end. <laughs> Most of them were like that. Yeah, but a lot weren't, were they? It was like, you know, she passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since since she's gone, I, I do try. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably end it one day, but yeah, I'll try. I'll try, <laughs> I'll probably end it one. I'll try nonetheless. <laughs> That's a really good song, that is. Though. <laughs> well, I tell you, the, uh, you've got to put some. Uh, you shouldn't, but you've got to put some kind of fucking life on the dreaded S word, and yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to because it's it's over, over the years I've had many shrinks and whatever tell me that it's like the dark stuff. The best thing you can do with it is just put a bit of light over the top of it. Add a bit of levity. Yeah, you know, a bit of shade. Balance it's, it all up like. It's, it's, I suppose it's something which is, it's easy to say, harder to implement. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's something I, I, you know, I, I haven't never dealt with something like that, but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's easy to say, but harder to put into action, I'd imagine. But, yeah, the, the eagle-eared listeners out there who are listening to the podcast will have noticed that what I actually did then is I missed out a song and I played and I played track 11 when I should have played track 10 I never noticed yeah. I'm supposed to be the fucking audio producer <laughs> <laughs> so what we'll do now is we'll go back a song track 10 is called Interiors sung for William de Kooning who sees the interiors like young Another wild random guess about who William de Kooning is. Yeah, I'm guessing he's like Dutch. Yes, sounds Dutch, right? Uh, Is he something to do? uh, You know, like in in Northern Ireland, and uh, well, they have like the Orange Marches and stuff, and that's all to do with like the fact that you know, like the uh, Holland uh, football shirts, orange. Yes. It's all to do with that shit. Is it anything to do with that bollocks? Well, I, I don't know. William de Kooning, de Kooning was a Dutch abstract expressionist artist. Okay. Yeah, who um, started experiencing, what's the thing when people get old? Um, Alzheimer's. Uh, <laughs> what's d- the dementia, thing? Yeah. Alzheimer's yeah. dementia. Yeah. Uh, and still carried on with his art and... You know all that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some of his stuff is really—I I don't know. I couldn't tell you a piece of art, but old William, he wouldn't know he would be William, would he? The Dutch people pronounce it with a V, the W. No, it's William. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, this is a one-take live recording. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that last one as well. The um, further away, they were. James was trying to do those vocals and then they went out one night, got really drunk, came back and he recorded those vocals and they are they pissed vocals because he hit all the notes and it was it had got the feeling that they were after. At the studio? Mm-hmm. That's right, I've done that in a few bands. We've been recording all day long, gone out, gone to the pub, come back. As a loosener. Sometimes it's brilliant. Yeah. Often, often as not, it's absolute dog shit. <laughs> 
man that happens as well oh god when we was doing Jeff Nossif's um, first album fuck you know 20 odd years ago the guy he's no longer with us anymore the, the guy that recorded that we got through most of it or whatever and then he went right okay let's go to the let's go to the boozer let's have a couple of pints or whatever mm-hmm. do that and then we started recording again and we were crap yeah and he after a few takes of this, he literally come over on on, on the uh, monitor to us, and he just went, "Lads, like seriously, what 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 the fuck's the matter with you all? It's like what's changed? We've been for a couple of beers and we've eaten a pizza, and now you're absolute shite. What's happened? It's not the beer and the pizza. What what what's gone wrong? And we were all like, oh, no. <laughs> we've lost the impetus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one way or the other, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You all know, because you've been present for one of these podcasts <laughs> where, where we've been recording and things have gone a little bit off track. Oh, there was one that will never see the light of I've day. Got th- I've got three podcasts in the Shit. vault, which, like, possibly... I don't know, you know, if down the line... I don't want to get to the point, actually, to do this, but if there was a time where I offered a Patreon thing or something like that and you could get access to those yeah. those episodes which haven't came out... I've definitely got three at the moment. Yeah, um, start doing that. Get this podcast three weeks before it's available to the scrutter public. <laughs> yeah, for like what is it like three three pounds a month? You can three pound a month, the price of a fucking pint in down the road. <laughs> fucking hell, where you can points from yeah. This, I mean, still got the the original episode that was meant to be on Morning Glory. Yeah, fucking hell, I'll never see the light of day. Good Lord. That? Hang on, who was that? Right, so you, episode one on the technicality is the one where you just went, oh, hello, hello, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do a shit. podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know, Nick, Nick's told me all the shit to buy. <laughs> I've bought it. What the fuck? If you, if you look on, on the hosting platform, you can see the episodes that have got the most listens to ever. And that intro is probably about like the eighth most ever listened to episode. Um, and yeah, I think to myself, yeah, oh, maybe I should re-record thing. that. If, if you follow something on, on Spotify or, or, or iTunes or whatever, yeah. you know, or all the rest of the crap, it will always instantly send you to the first episode or whatever. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Yeah, that'll... yeah. I always think, oh, maybe I should re-record that now. There was one after that, and then was I like... No, you were episode so... like two, so it was one really. Right, yeah, yeah okay. And what yeah. was that on? What was it? It was that no, it was the ninety six chart Fucking that I got this in. Twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, right, that's it. You know how many pod I mean, that wasn't my intention to start it then, but so many podcasts started up that summer because of like the whole like COVID and everything. Of course it did. Um like I planned to do it months before, but it just happened to happen then. And so many of Podcasts have fallen away since then as well. I became a solo artist doing fucking yes, you online did. fucking video, yeah, live videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like one and done, weren't they? You can't go back and listen to them, uh, listen or watch those, can you? The ones I did on Facebook, yeah, they're all there. Oh, are they? Oh, god damn, there you go. Yeah, they're all there. Mm. They're all there, including, the, including Pratt and Son that I did with my dad. Yeah, the, yeah that's yeah. the last ones that I did, which was okay. that was inten- intentional. That was. Oh, the pandemic was over by that point, but it was like, yeah, that's it. It's one fucking of my hell. dad's bucket list, man. Do you, remember, do you remember COVID when they said, fucking no mixing bastards, don't go around people's houses? I started a podcast and I was recording podcasts with people all the while through it, so fuck all the lots of you. I got, uh, I got an haircut by 
a person that's been on this podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Was that your hairdresser, was it? Uh oh. Yeah, some of you might know her. Rhymes with Bammy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rammy. (laughs) This album, before we get on to the last track, uh, they'd put out a 10th anniversary edition. It was a three disc set in November 2006. It included demos, B sides, remixes, rehearsals, and alternate takes. Also included a DVD with videos, live performances, t- TV performances. God damn, I'm stumbling over words there. A 45 minute documentary on the making, and then two films by Patrick Jones, who. Huh? Is Nicky Wire's brother? All that what you whoa, just whoa, whoa, whoa. said. All that what you just said is like catnip to sycophants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How is Patrick Jones <laughs> Nicky Wire's brother? Is Nicky Wire not Nicky Wire's name? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. That stunned me as well. Uh, there was also a 20th anniversary edition in 2016. You get the full concert from Manchester Arena from 1997, a booklet, and as I've written it here, other bump. Bump. Yeah, bump. Okay. And in an homage. To Motley Crue releasing a red limited edition. Fucking Motley Crue again, they won't yeah. leave you alone, will they? <laughs> Honestly, they keep Shit. on knocking. Um, uh, HMV's Vinyl Record Week in 2016, they did a limited edition thousand copies on blue vinyl of this album. Oh, that sounds nice, blue vinyl. What sound? Uh, I'd said it before, man, I just. Fucking vinyl. I've got a thing with blue, especially like electric light. Is there anything that lights up blue? Yeah. I'll buy it. <laughs> Blue, yeah, blue does look like an electric my blue. Lights up blue, my toaster lights up blue. Uh, uh, when else? I oh, shit loads of stuff. Like I said, if it lights up blue, I'll buy it. Blue does look good, actually. <laughs> blue does look good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Even the bastard plug socket behind you, look, it lights up blue. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it actually does. Okay, now I'll be honest. All the songs on there, there's ones I like far more than others. There's some which aren't essential, some which are. But I really do think that they saved the best for last. I fucking love what this. What have we got song. left? Three, three left? No, this is the last track now. Oh, shit. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the last track. No surface, all feeling. This is a fucking... This is a bit of me, this is. Oh yeah, Radiohead, Smashing Pumpkins, kind yeah, of, yeah, all yeah. Way. And when it drops out in a minute, love the um, the just little guitar strokes. Builds up. Fucking, this is, for me, this is absolute perfection. Sung, this is. If I was in the in the game of nominating a song to go on a playlist from an album, I'd be thoroughly fighting for this. It was no 
strange, wonderful way they've saved the best till last, but it's not the best. Well, yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. It's, I mean, it's even got like a, like even a placebo kind of thing in it as well. Uh, I never said. Band, Brian Malko. Yeah, your mate. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I never said this. The last gig they played was November twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two. Apparently. Okay. Um, the only tracks I played from this everything must go and resign for life, and then the most played songs. Third is a design for life, and seventh is everything must go. Ooh, I think we've ended on a really high note there, man. Love it. Yeah, that came from out of nowhere, and I'd forgotten about that. Even though I listened to the album the other night, I'd Yeah, yeah, I had a big research. Fair play to you. I had a big gap in the middle there. That's when I was like going to write all the Richie stuff, but I like just took photos of it on my phone instead. (laughs) Record that. It's it's been a running joke with us, with us, and and all our collective friends and and whatever. Richie Manic update. (laughs) Excuse me. Still go on, even though even though we I said before case closed. It's Mm. never going to be. No, no, no. We'll ask each other. You got any uh, shamanic updates? It's, it's an on- right heard of. It's an ongoing case. <laughs> it will. It'll never, ever be closed. Unless he turns up and go, okay, lads, yeah, all right, game over. Um, Yeah, I mean, what are we thinking about this album, man? I mean, not giving it a grade just yet, but, um, you know, summing it up. Brilliant. Uh, apart from that slight lull, like yeah, like two thirds of the way through. There's, there's those, a couple of there's those couple, and then you get Australia, and then there's another kind of uh, and then like yeah, them the last one, two are killer. The one, yeah, the one I've forgotten about. The last one, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. And further away, the the come on, feel the noise one. It's a great track as yeah. well. And I didn't notice that. It, yeah, that's mad that we actually thought of that at the same time because the other night when I listened to it. Didn't didn't come into my head, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a really good album. Um, I like it a lot more than I thought I would do. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, giving it a grade. What are you thinking? Out of. Or well, the, you, you, A B C D E F G. A I'll go first. I'll go first then. I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm caught between like a B minus and a C plus. Um, oh god, I don't know. Probably a B minus, to be honest. Okay, right. When, yeah, right. Before you said anything, I was thinking in my head, no way, this isn't an A. No way. And then, thank 
God, you took over. <laughs> and then, you, right, you mentioned B minus, and then you went C plus or whatever. And so, cut long story short, <laughs> B plus. <laughs> um, yeah, and like after this as well, were you still as into the Mannix after this? Yeah, like I said earlier, up until the Radio 2 days, um, mm. after the, you stole the stuff from my heart. Mm. I mean, they were still okay. massive all over yeah, the shop then, yeah. Um, but then kind of after that, it was like, oh, okay, we're all getting old, but come on, I'll still, I'll still rock out with my cock out, why can't you? <laughs> They're only a bit older than me. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I suppose they are, aren't they, yeah. What was my other question as well then? I had another question then. Oh, yeah. Have you listened to their, like, more later stuff? Oh, what is their last album? Let me just, let me just have a look. I have never heard their last album. Um, one second. They did an album called Know Your Enemy uh, last year. Right. Yes, I've heard, uh, I heard it, but I've forgotten about it. Actually, man, they've been quite prolific still. 2022, 21, 18, 17, 14, 13, 11, 10, 9, 7. Yeah, they've like been pumping them out. Yeah. They're a great band, just, yeah, all round brilliant. Am I, um, I always say this on the podcast, I might go and listen to a lot of their back catalogue stuff because I haven't heard any of those albums. Um, I'd say nothing for 20 years. First thing I'm going to do is go to the latest one and listen to that in its entirety. Like I said, I've heard it before, but I've forgotten about it because mm, I've been mm. to sleep several times since of then. Course. So. <laughs> good, good album. It was, I was pleasantly surprised anyway. Um, hopefully you guys out there will have enjoyed it or, um, I don't know, heard something new or just reconnected with old memories there. Yeah, I believe like... Manic Street Preacher fans like more than me will listen to it and give yeah. their opinion, man. Just yeah, yeah. I Email mean, in or whatever. Just um, comment on Facebook when he puts out this episode or whatever. Just do it. Don't say what you think. Doesn't matter. Yeah, get into even, it. Even, even if you say that Ning's an absolute prick, doesn't matter. That's Everyone cool. else does. At least you've listened to it. <laughs> I don't care. As he said, go on Facebook, personal jukebox podcast. Instagram at jukeboxpod or um, contact us contact us directly by email jukeboxpod at gmail.com and uh, I don't know let us know what you think as well it's around about this time of the episode Ning where I ask the co-host to choose a song to play us out with should we try and do some live telepathy right now I'm gonna I'm, I'm putting it in your head what song do I want what you reckon I'm gonna choose come and feel the noise no not that one I keep thinking there's, there's something there's something lately oh lately that's, that's in my head massively in my head oh uh, god no my fingers are still hurting because of playing it over and over and over again in the studio oh uh, uh, yes uh, that's, yeah <laughs> That, yeah, it works. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it works. That's telepathy, Alice. Okay, you might have noticed. Was, was this one that we had a little clip of? Oh, uh, yeah. What well, yeah. I um, subliminally 
uh, put in Planted. was a GIF song on uh, last episode uh, ad break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, however, this is the latest recording that we've done, uh, which is check them out. Be... Check them out on the um, streaming platforms. You're there, aren't yes, you? Yes, we're there. We're there. We're there. We're, we're, we can't say too much, but we're currently doing some kind of deal with a record label, and we're taking our two EP type albumy things that we've done over the last two years. We've had them all merged into one, and we've took a song from the second album. And we've made it 2023 styly. Styly, bro. And I believe that would be called remastered. It remastered, re reworked, re re went round the block. <laughs> What's it called? Call it what you want. Oh, really? Literally, man, guys. Call it what you want from Jif uh, Not Sifs. Have a little bit of this. Almost sounds professional. Eh? Looking sure how much we paid for it. <laughs> they played established studios as well. Brilliant job as always. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so this possibly is like the only time when I don't have to worry about PRS or stuff like that, Absolutely yeah? Absolutely not. I'll give you total permission. And I even, on the group last night, I was like, oh, yo... I'm uh, doing a pod recite. Uh, I'm going to do a world exclusive. I'll call it what you want. You'll give me permission. They were like, yeah, go for it, do it. <laughs> right, thank you very much for listening. Go ahead. Give Jif give Not Sif a couple of listens. Um, yeah, you're on Spotify, aren't you? Yeah, on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, or, or yeah, literally shout at Alexa and it will play Jif. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Ning. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in a bit.